and glad you're with us for another exciting episode of the Dog Disruption Podcast. My name is Brett Titus, and I'm always here with my faithful crew, my beautiful wife, Leslie, and our producer, Adam Contos. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, another uh, good show. We're excited. Uh, we are fortunate to have the amazing Dr. Fitzgerald back in our studio. He's he's incredible. I mean, just the the wealth of experience, the knowledge base, and uh, and the comedy as well. <laughs> exactly. Nice to have him here. Yeah, Doc. Thanks again for coming back, buddy. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks, oh, yeah, you, thanks. you you are such a plethora of information. It's it's uh, great that you're always willing. You have done so much for the animal world, um, specifically for me, the dog world. As many times as you've got my my partners and I out of out of health issues and troubles, I cannot thank you enough. No, back at you, man. Thanks for all you do. So I want you to share though, because again, your background is so diverse. I mean, you're an amazing doc and you do so many charitable things, but let's go back a little bit because I think the statute of limitations is up on a lot of this stuff, but uh, tell the audience some of uh, some of your uh, past jobs. I know you did uh, security for some pretty crazy uh, groups back in the day. So share that with us. Well, I, I started off younger. <laughs> you know, I didn't. I didn't always look like this. I look. I look like Gandalf. You know, okay. you look, I'm shaving this morning. So when did Gandalf get here? You know? <laughs> it's just. It, it's a. But um, I, I. I was. I was lucky. You know. Um, I was lucky here in, in Denver growing up. You know, and at Twenty Street Gym. You know, and and, right. and, and um, in those days, you know, uh, didn't have MMA. You know, people boxing and. and um, I worked for Barry Fay from that, you know, d- doing security for bands. And That's so right. I put myself through school, you know, working for different bands. And, and I w- was lucky to do the security, go a day ahead, hire the bouncers in that town, figure out how we'd get the band from the hotel to the venue, to the venue, to the airport, you know, and, and, and different things. And so I, I was, I was, anybody that Fay or Bill Graham put on the road from, you know, 69 until I got out of vet school in 82. And, and then so all those years worked for bands and, yeah, you know, yeah, so I went. It, went I, uh, you know, it was the end of the 1978 tour, and Keith Richards, I was working for the Rolling Stones. He he pays the bouncers, and he says, "Why don't you do something?" You know, he says, "We're not going to be doing this when we're 50." You know, you can't be a bouncer when you're 50. Why don't you go to school? I'll help you. You know, I'll write a letter for you. I'll do you do something. So, you know, he said, "You know, you you get you you're not like you know, these other guys. You can you can do something. Why don't you?" So I I. Uh, I came back and told my brother, he goes, well, when Keith tells you, you got to get a grip on your life, you better, you better do something. That's pretty you know? important. So, sure. so he wrote my letter for vet school. It's probably on a wall somewhere. That's you know? awesome. But every time I see him, he's, oh, you know, I helped you. I, I got you where you are, you know? And, and so I, I think uh, your life isn't a foot race, you know? You know that. You sure. can do different things and have different interests. And, and you know, uh, I always liked animals and liked medicine and liked people. You know, people tell me, my, oh, my kid is great with animals and hates people. Well, they can't be a veterinarian. You got to, the people pay the freight. And they got to trust you. You know, you have to like people too. That's right. And you know, I'm lucky. I, I see, you know, I, I got a great job. You know, I mean, you never know what's going to come in the door. You know, it might be, uh, I got to tell you one thing for your listeners that might be a, a great thing. A, a dog came in with a ping pong ball, crazy glued to the top of his head by a three-year-old, a three-year-old boy. <laughs> had pr- crazy, and the mother was horrified, golden retriever, it crazy glued this ball on top of it. And the dog was looking around like, what, you know, what, what's his that? I can feel something on my head. And, and so the woman had picked up the ball and with the scissors tried to cut the hair and get it off, but cut the skin. And then the five-year-old girl was like, mom cut Snowball's head. 
you know, and, and so the woman's like, fix it. I don't care how much it costs. You got to <laughs> sew it up and get the, and my friend Al Bronstein, Dr. Al Bronstein from the Rocky Mountain Poison Center was there and, and uh, we're so lucky in Denver, we got the poison center. So in, in poisoning people can call the poison center, you know, and, and uh, he said, oh, you know, the antidote for crazy glue, right? I go, no, no, no. And, and he goes, this Neosporin. He goes, there's something in Neosporin that pops it off. So oh. I, I put it on and it, it popped off slick as a whistle. So there you go for your, your That's listeners. Good. So I looked in the corner at this kid, a little Andrew, the boy, the three-year-old had done it, and he was in disgrace. You know, he's off by, by himself because his mom was <laughs> mad at him. And his, his hands were like this. I said, hey, Andrew, show me your hands. He went like this, you know. His hands <laughs> were just balled up. up. So we slathered him with Neosporin and popped him off. So... You know, so so you know, salute to Al, Dr. Bronson. That's for, awesome. For yeah. yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. Well, we didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. after all this time, there you go. I put that, write that one down somewhere. I can't yeah. forget that one so, for sure. So, but you know, I think uh, for people at home, you know, what do I do till I get to the veterinarian? You know, I've got a laceration. My dog cut his foot on lawn edging. Right. You know, uh, you know, tourniquets are bad things. People put them on for too long, and you know, you, you only leave a tourniquet on for about nine minutes. And release it, you know, and let the blood get back in there, because otherwise, you know, we, we, we want the blood to get to the limb, you know, we don't want it, uh, you know. But people underestimate the power of direct pressure, you know. And and what what should you have as a home first aid kit for a pet? You know, what can you have in the house? Plenty of gauze sponges, you know, to push against there. You know, we're putting on a bandage. You know, rolls of these rolls of cotton. You know, if we think we've got a fracture, uh, you know, just start at the shoulder and, and roll it up. You know, like a mummy. Mm-hmm. And you know, we got this this big burrito all over the thing right. to immobilize it till sure. we get to the vet. Uh, you know, burns. Burns are bad, and, and you know, I, I think they need to be treated. Normal skin bacteria getting in there and act, acting opportunistically on the burn and getting an infection, secondary. So, you know, you don't want to slather it with butter, you okay. know, like all the things that people do. Because uh-huh. the butter, what better thing for bacteria to, you know, than to grow in well, butter? Sure, you know? sure. So, you know, we'll keep it clean and dry. Uh, we use a lot of honey, you know. Uh, okay. Honey is antibacterial for different wounds. Um, you know, uh, the Manuka uh, honey. Um Eye injuries, uh, having plenty of uh, artificial tear to flush the eye and to okay. flush it gently, just to pour it in, not to force it in there forcibly. To, you know, it could hurt the eye with the force. So, you know, plenty of artificial tear. Ear injuries, you think something's down in the ear. Your mother said, don't put anything in your ear bigger <laughs> than your elbow. You know, so, you know, be gentle with, with an ear. You know, uh, bite wounds. You know, bite wounds are bad. Cat wounds are punctures. You know, they grab something and hold it, you know, and, and they push. Uh, the cat wounds get infected a lot because cats groom themselves all the time and are in the, in the cat box, so they've got, uh, you know, so much bacteria in their mouths. But dog wounds, too, you know, you know the people, the biggest old wives tell us, you know, a, a dog's mouth is 10,000 times cleaner <laughs> than a human being. Well, wait a minute, we don't lick our bottoms all day, you know. <laughs> we can eat culture E. coli from any dog in the waiting room at Alameda <laughs> right. East. So, you know, that's, it's just not true. So bite wounds are bad, you know, and dogs shred and shake things. So there are these big lacerations, you know, where cat wounds are, are punctures. So, you know, and, and the different wildlife that are out there. You know, I think, you know, people say it's 10 o'clock, do you know where your kid is? It's 10 o'clock, do you know where your pet is? Sure. You know, and we don't just let them run, you know, like where, where Adam lives. You know, I mean, 
if Mrs. Thompson ran, you know, she'd end up somebody else at dinner pretty quickly. You know, <laughs> that's right. So, so uh, you know, I, I think we have to be aware of what's out there. Uh, and, and wildlife, different wildlife. You know, we never approach a bat that's on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, there is something wrong with them. You know, we do the heads for the city of Aurora, city of Denver. And, you know, we had six bats uh, on the Aurora border this last fall that were rabid. And for wow. the first time, we had rabies out, out there in, in uh, El Paso County, you know, is that right? in a dog. So, I mean, people forget these diseases are still out there. And, you know, there's a lot of anti-vaccine sentiment now. But, you know, the, for the want of a $9 vaccine, you know, a, a dog dies of rabies, you know, it, it, or, or parvo or, the, or distemper. Sure. You know, the, uh, the raccoons have distemper. Uh, we trapped with the city, the uh, city of Denver trapped 12 skunks in Larimer Square, you know, two weeks ago. Wow. You know, at, at night they go into the garbage cans behind the restaurants mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, go, oh, you know, I like Russian food. You know? <laughs> sure. so, so, so these animals are out there. So, so uh, you know, bite wounds, uh, a big one. We talked about poisons. Snake bites, you know, sure. uh, yeah. you know, with, with rattlesnakes. I mean, that's one thing. You, you're just bitten by a snake. Let's get to the veterinarian, you know. Yeah. We're not going to do any of these home recipes. Bee stings. You know, uh, bee stings are, are tough. One to three percent of people are allergic to bee stings. One to three percent of dogs. So, you know, we don't know. Usually they just swell. I, I like with bee stings, don't waste time trying to find the stinger. Mm-hmm. All the poison is out of the stinger in, in, within 60 seconds. Remember with bees, bees lose their stinger. Mm-hmm. They've got a barbed hook stinger. Wasps and hornets have a straight smooth stinger and can sting you multiple times okay oh. and so uh, wasps and hornets are carnivores you know they when you're out on a picnic they want your ham sandwich <laughs> okay and, and bees are vegetarians and they're just they want the sugar around your coke can you know but but the, the hornets uh, they can get you multiple times so you know uh, I, I think the best thing for that is a little bit of uh, cortisone cream or something on, on the bite and but uh, i think the best thing is to get them in a warm bath it feels good okay you know? okay. and usually the swelling is down as quick as it comes up, you know, within about three or four hours, they, you know, they're looking better. You know? Doc, I know we, we see this one a lot, especially with our workers. Um, as they get older, you start to see a limp. You're, you didn't see any trauma. Uh, when, when do you take them in? Do you have a, uh, we used to call it a three-day rule. If they're still limping in three days, probably go see the doc. I, I, I it's a good rule. Yeah, that's, okay, that's, good. That's, that's, a, that's a good rule. Um, you know, I think with, uh, with orthopedic problems, particularly genetic orthopedic problems, with uh, little dogs like Mrs. Thompson, you know, the Chihuahuas and the toy dogs, you know, with luxating patellas, it comes with the territory. Their little kneecap pops out. But we see a lot of cruciate injuries with your dogs and working dogs because they've got this muscular body. And if you look at, uh, you know, a Malinois and you look at that broad skull, big neck, barrel chest, and the little pins they're running on, <laughs> you know, right. the forces that are on those legs. They're athletes, you know. So it's just like a football player or a soccer player with a skier with a knee injury, you know. So we see a lot of knees, a lot of elbows. Dogs are living longer, you know, and we're, so we see arthritis. Yeah. You know, my parents were, were Irish immigrants, so we never, they never went to the vet, you know. <laughs> you know, my father would say the, the dog would have a wound on his head, and you go, Dad, you know, he's got something on his head. You know, Patrick's got something on his head. But he's got a special saliva. He'll lick it. And like, well, you can't lick the top of his head. I'm only five years old, but I'm not an idiot, you know. Right. So so I, I think, you know, um, it, it, it's better to fudge in the favor of being too protective. Okay, maybe go sure. too early, you know. And sure. maybe the, the vet tells you it's nothing, but, but maybe it is something, you know. And, and so with them living longer and us knowing more, See, there's been a big change in people, what they think about animals in the United States. The American Veterinary Medical Association in 1957 asked uh, Americans in a telephone survey, do you think your pet's part of the family? And in 1957, 43% of Americans said it's part of the family. 
50 wow. years later, we did the same survey, uh-huh. 2007, and 97% of right? said. So, so people are more willing to do things about their own health, know more about their own health. Then there's Dr. Google. People get on and say, well, you know, the Google told me <laughs> that I was supposed to put baking soda on. You know, you know oh, Jesus. You know, there's so, much, there's so much bad information out there. Right. And your vet's as far away as the phone. And they're happy to talk to you. You know, if you're worried enough to call, we're worried enough to talk to you. That's you know? right. Yeah, that's and, right. And so I, I think that's that's a big thing. But you know, arthritis is is uh, is probably the most frustrating thing I deal with. You know, because mm-hmm. nobody gets better. You know, yeah. and it's progressive. But there's things we can do. You know, and obesity is such a problem. You mm-hmm. know, with with dogs in the United States. You know, we we think that 52 percent of Americans are overweight, and of the 52 percent that are overweight, 20 percent are dangerously overweight, what's causing health problems. So, you know, being overweight is not just cosmetic. You know, you got arthritis, heart disease, diabetes, skin mm-hmm. problems with skin folds, you know. So, so the same with our dogs. And, and so I, I think that, uh, you know, just by losing some weight and, you know, general exercise, anti-inflammatories, uh, we've got physical therapy now. We've got a physical therapy next door with, a, you've seen the underwater, underwater yeah. treadmills and the cold laser and, and different things we can do. And, and so I know with my knee, after that knee surgery, the physical therapy works. That's right, you know? yeah. And you've you got to get in there and do it. Get, you know, the, get those muscles moving. But, and but absolutely. you know, they need exercise. We've taken 100 jumper stalker species and made them couch potatoes. Right. You know, right. and you work with dogs that do what they're really supposed to be doing. But, you know, I mean, uh, uh, the only exercise they get is what you give them. Right. The only things they put in your in their mouth is what you give them. So I, I think you know, uh, you know, with snacks and you know these overweight people come in and you know I, I got a three hundred pound man who goes, well, he only eats when I do. You know, well, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you know, it's one for me, one for you. You know, <laughs> all day right. long. So you have to, you have to be careful. Now, when you uh, talk about injuries um, and predetermining factors such as uh, uh, genetics in the dog, is there anything that we can do when we're when we're looking at puppies for early stages of things? Or have you seen anything that uh, predetermining factors that we yeah, we yeah. can look you know, at in puppies? A, a lot of people can do. A lot of people can do. First thing is research the breed you're interested in and okay. see what health problems they have. Talk to that breeder about. Hey, your dogs, what, what about this? What about these eye problems? What about these retinal problems? What about hip dysplasia or, or you know, different things like that? Allergies. What, you know, what are the things that this, your line has? And talk to people that have had that breed or talk to people that have gotten dogs from that breeder. You know, and dealing with a breeder that's reputable and, that, you know, has a track record and, right. and, and is willing to work with you, you know, and, and then say, you know, I'd like my veterinarian to look at this dog before we buy it. Sure, know? sure. And, and so you know, look for health issues, you know. The other thing about making a first aid kit for your dog, you know, what's in it? Yep. You know, the, the big thing, I think, get a pen light. You know, you're out in the, out camping, you know, let's get a light on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know let, let's have some bandage material and, and some you know, peroxide things to clean a wound with, some kind of triple antibiotic, uh, eye flush, uh, you know, a tweezers, a scissors, you know. Um, but the, the best tool, I think, is your telephone. That's right. You know, hey, my dog's been bitten by a snake and I'm 20 minutes away and I'm coming in. Yep. You know, so we get them ready. That's important, the, the preparation of it. Uh, I know now today, uh, again, thanks to you guys, um, you guys have set us up with some amazing kits for our dogs that uh, yeah, they go with us. Dr. Yeah. Taylor and Janelle and yep. myself and Dr. Steen, yeah. Yeah, you Worked guys. on that for years. And so, so you know, uh, an ounce of prevention, uh, you know, worth a pound of cure. And, and so I think, you know, the Boy Scouts say be prepared. And I think that's really true. You know, yeah. what, what can happen? The, the saddest thing I see is when people are jogging now in the summertime, and they're on these uh, superheated asphalts, you know, oh, and, and yeah. they got uh, Nike, you know, <laughs> Air Jordans or something. <laughs> right. and, and, you know, and, and the poor dog is running with his pads on the superheated asphalt, yes. you know, and, and r- runs the pads off. They're running mm-hmm. behind the bicycle for 14 miles along Spear, you know, along the creek. 
And, and so I think, you know, uh, overheating, you know, oh, no. dogs are notoriously bad about getting rid of heat. All they can do is pant. We, they, we sweat. They don't. And, and so they can overheat so quickly in a, in a, a closed car. You know, we see it all summer long, you know, and you think people, oh, I was only going to be in there a minute. And then, you know, the line got bad. Somebody right. paying in Canadian nickels before you, you know, <laughs> and you have to wait for this guy. Yeah. And, and so, it, you know, five minutes becomes 25. And, and you know, it, it takes, you know, for, for, uh, for every 10 minutes, it can go up 15 degrees wow. in, in, a, in a closed car. And, and that's, it, that's it, it, just at 80 degrees, which you wouldn't think is, is that hot, you know. But, you know, on a, a black asphalt in a black car with black, you know, it seems like all cars are black now. Right, you know, right, black, yeah lack of upholstery so you know it, it, they overheat so quickly and and so i think exercising before 10 in the morning with them you're going to jog you know and right. after uh yeah and then uh at, you know after four o'clock uh, the cold you know um you know mrs thompson with with her history you know it, it it doesn't take long you know if it's if it's under 20 degrees they can't sleep outside no you know because with the wind chill and and you know and if you have them outside can they get in there's a place for shade in the summertime or a place warm where they can get out of a snowstorm and and uh you know remembering with drifting snow with fences where they can get out of the yard mm-hmm. you know and and microchipping a dog so if, if, if he's lost or hurt he ends up in his shelter and they say oh well that's mrs thompson you know, right. <laughs> you know her. get her back she got uh, arrested she jumped out the window at the cigar place and ran away and some good Samaritan picked her up. So I had to go and pay $189. And the, the woman was so mad, Dr. Fitzgerald, you of all people should know your dog, she can't run at large. You know, so she's, she's uh, I'm in disgrace because of her. So, so, but she had a microchip and they called me right away, you know, and they said, you know, we got your dog. Oh, good. Well, and that, that's a, that's a great point to everyone listening. Every dog owner out there is meticulous. We, we are the same way. We are absolutely meticulous about taking care of our dogs, but they are dogs and sometimes mistakes are made. So yeah, totally, totally been there and, and understand it. Now I have never lost my police dog, but I did have him <laughs> stolen one time. That's a, that's another story. But, uh, that's a, well, I, I think just, you know, in, in wrapping it up, I'm in just, uh, be ready, you know, be ready right. for these things. And, and, you know, if, uh, things in a first aid kit, uh, you know, having it ready, you know, maybe a muzzle if they're hurt, a big blanket to wrap them up, Mm -hmm. you know, things to wash away, things out of the eyes or off a wound, uh, you know, some type of triple antibiotic ointment, uh, a thermometer, you know, and and knowing the normals, knowing the normals, knowing the normal temperature, knowing the normal breathing rate, Mm -hmm. heart rate, where are the lymph nodes, what should his pupil be, gum color, you know, those are the types of things to look for. So, you know, looking at them all the time and recognizing the normal, then you'll identify, hey, he's not right today. Right. Knowing your pet. That's great news, Doc. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Um, That's all you do for animals. Thank Thank you you for what you do. That's awesome. And a shout out to our supporters at EliteCanine.com for the best in dog equipment. And uh, if you need something, especially uh, for your dog, go to EliteCanine.com. Thanks for tuning in to Dog Disruption, your source for better dog training, obedience, systems, techniques, equipment, and stories. Hosted by Brett and Leslie Titus, SWAT and police canine handlers. Be sure to subscribe to the Dog Disruption podcast wherever you get your podcast, and of course, leave a review. Also, don't forget to follow Dog Disruption on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find us at dogdisruption.com. And as always, be a good dog.